welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 118, and we're doing a special episode in conjunction with Dirtfish and their celebration of women in motorsports. We did a bit of our own Women's Summit with creator of Dirtfish's Women's Month, Josie Rimmer, FIA Women in Motorsports Canadian representative and co-driver, Leanne Junella, and multiple class champion co-driver, now team owner and driver, Karen Jankowski of Jankowski Motorsports. It's an open discussion of the challenges that women have faced and sometimes continue to face in motorsports at the virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. Hello, I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and here's what's been in the news since our last show. It was Sandblast last weekend, and it was your typical sandy, rutted, power-sapping challenge it's always been. What's really unique about this event is that it's the only stage rally in the States that I know of anyways that includes Rally Moto, the motorcycle class, as well as the cars. Sad news though from the event was the loss of the Argentinian R4 car due to a fire. This was the same uh, RC Competizione uh, Toyota Etios that was at Oregon Trail this last fall, and they actually finished third in RC2. And I believe they're planning on doing all kinds of events across the US this year, and I just hope they can find another car. So that really sucks that uh, that thing ended up having a fire. The Sandblast Press on Regardless Award, though, I think goes to Bryce Proceus, normally known as a uh, co-driver. You may know him as the Rally Stash, uh, if you follow him on Instagram and whatnot. He had his, his tow vehicle breakdown on his way uh, down to the event and had to do the last three hours packing what he could onto his motorcycle that he's competing in and ride the rest of the way down. And the challenge didn't stop there. You know, it was his first time doing Sandblast and I, I'm gonna have to get him on an upcoming show because it sounded pretty epic. Lots of challenges. And in the end, he finished, which is I'm sure the first goal. And he did pretty well. Since this episode is about women's voices though, we changed it, this one up a bit. Uh, it's less of me and more of them. So let's get on with the show right after this from our supporters. Hi, this is Alex and Rhiannon Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email ozrallypro at gmail.com for further details. And as I said in our introduction, I'm really happy to bring on with us Josie Rimmer, writer for Dirtfish, Canadian co-driver and ARA RC2 R5 Cup champion and women in motorsports delegate to the FIA, Leanne Junilla, and American national event and championship winning co-driver, Karen Jankowski, who's also the chair for the Oregon Trail Rally, among other things. You, you guys all have so many things that you uh, do in addition to uh, the motorsports stuff. Welcome to the Rallycast. I'll start off with uh, Josie. You're the first time being on this show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And Karen, obviously you and I go way back. Welcome to the Rallycast. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. And Leanne, coming to us from the Great White North. How are things up there? Uh, cold and snowy, as you might expect. So, <laughs> Great White North. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I was going to say, perfect rallying weather. And you had one this last weekend, and you won. <laughs> Yeah, I sure did. It was actually a pretty great, great event. Lots of snow, lots of ice, um, pretty slippery. Great result. I, yeah. Congratulations. Thank yes, you. Congratulations. That's awesome. Well, 
because this is a show about women in motorsports, which has been, uh, you know, spurned on by this special uh, month by Dirtfish, I'm going to kind of step into the background, but I wanted to start off with just asking you all how you as women got involved in motorsports and kind of just take it off from there on uh, how we can get more people involved, what Dirtfish is doing and all that stuff. We'll start with you, Karen. Yeah, I actually went to my first rally uh, back in like 2003 at Room of the World, and uh, I didn't have any awareness to rally racing or racing in general, actually. And uh, I had just absolute blast. And I was surprised how many women I saw competing at that event, both as drivers and co-drivers, but then also uh, tons of women volunteers. And it was just very much like a family atmosphere. So I figured out that I really wanted to get into the sport and started uh, managing a team. And um, I guess, as they say, the rest is history. So Oregon Trail Rally was my first event in 2006. And now kind of full circle, I'm the event chair of that uh, of that event and also own my own race team uh, that does road racing and rallying and also uh, dabble in some co-driving from time to time and uh, just absolutely love it and love helping um, others get into the sport as well. And uh, what about you, Leanne? Uh, well, I think a lot of people, maybe not Karen, uh, but uh, I think a lot of people get into motorsports um, through family connections. And I, uh, maybe similar to Karen, are also one of those people who fell into it completely independently of anyone in my family. Uh, and I just started uh, doing slalom events when I was when I got my driver's license because I wanted to feel more confident uh, driving out on the roads and got completely hooked on that and then eventually someone asked if I wanted to try uh rally racing as a co-driver and I said sure and and then it kind of took off from there I thought rally was really an interesting sport and kind of I liked the adventure um and I liked the technicality of co-driving and so I I kept pursuing that uh eventually got picked up by Subaru Canada, started working with bigger and bigger teams, started doing cross-border competition, and then uh, eventually uh, co-drove at some WRC events, some inter- uh, a couple of international events. And so I'm still an active co-driver. And then I also, a couple of years ago, uh, took on the role as the Canadian representative on the FIA Women in Motorsport uh, Commission. So that's been a huge honor. That commission's chaired by Michelle Mouton. And so I'm also very interested in trying to get other uh, women into motorsport and rallying and uh, do whatever I can to grow the sport. So I'm, I'm very excited to be kind of pursuing that alongside competition. And Josie, uh, family connection, I think probably is uh, something you can relate to. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, you know, I've been lucky enough to grow up in a family that loves, that loves rally. Um, you know, my dad is very British and he, uh, grew up, you know, camping alongside stage roads just to catch a glimpse of a race car. So, um, there are also some stories that I don't know if I'm allowed to share about him maybe accidentally driving into a farmer's field in the middle of a rally. Um, so I'll keep that one quiet, but um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to sort of have it around my whole life. And I've sort of recently been building my own relationship, um, with the rally world. Um, I've started racing in some local rally cross events through Northwest rally association. 
Um, I've done a couple test days out on out on stage, but I have yet to get on a stage um, proper in competition, but I'm looking forward to that day. But yeah, I'm very fresh in the motorsport world. And right now, all of my energy is being poured into the woman in motorsport plight. And I think it's important to say that like, yes, Dirtfish is doing this huge month this month that I'm really proud of and really excited about. But it's not like we're the first ones to be doing this, you know? Um, So I want to give recognition where it is deserved, which is that women in the motorsport community, just like Leanne and Karen, sort of inherently do this thing where we where we recruit other women <laughs> to get into the sport. But yeah, Dirtfish has a whole month of plans, and I'm really excited to be a part of them and to see uh, how our how our big event goes this coming Thursday, the 10th. And why don't we uh, kind of delve into that? Uh, you, you do have a whole month of different things planned, uh, including this thing that's a uh, Women in Motorsports Council. And uh, yeah, go into that and other things you guys plan on doing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Dirtfish is celebrating Women's Month for the entirety of March. So we have committed to having at least one brand new piece of content featuring a woman in motorsport uh, to be published on our website every single day for the month of March. And some days, actually many days, we have multiple pieces of of content coming out. So that's really exciting. Um, We're essentially doing a website takeover. Um, We have never, ever posted this much female-centered content. So that's really exciting. Um, The other great news is that we are hosting four all-woman driving days here at Dirtfish. There are one-day programs. And they've been completely booked out. Um, Ten women every Friday for the month of March will be driving here at Dirtfish. Uh, we just had our first all-women's class this past Friday, and it was incredible. Um, it's always so amazing to see how quickly women are able to build community. Um, you know, by the time everyone was leaving, everyone had each other's business information and contact information. And one woman, Jennifer, actually delayed her flight so that she could hang out with the women that she met during the class. <laughs> I saw that on uh, social media. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> pretty amazing. She and Chrissy Wells of Avance just got along so well. And there was a Ferrari event the next day and Jennifer just, yep, she, she decided to push her flight. I thought that was awesome. But then our big event um, is, is this coming Thursday, March 10th at Dirtfish. This is our Women in Motorsports Summit event. Um, so Karen knows Karen will be here. Uh, we're hosting a a panel event from two to three, um, and that's going to be really special. We've got about right around ten women in motorsport that will be here in person, um, representing their own roles in the sport. So that's going to be really special. And that is this event is completely free and open to the public. We've also got Emma Gilmore who will be dialing in from down under. Uh, we've got Rianne and Gelsomino on the panel and, and actually Chrissy Wells will be there too. Donna Kitch, Sarah Price. We're just really trying to show diversity in, in, within role within the motorsport world. So we're not only going to see drivers and co-drivers, we're going to see media and tech and crew. So we're really trying to diversify that, that area too. And then after that panel event, we have our big celebration, basically, um, all of our Women in Motorsport representatives and panelists will be wandering around the property here. They'll be available for anyone to chat with casually. We'll have giveaways and raffles. And of course, uh, we'll have thrill rides. I will be giving thrill rides. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really special. We'll have live music and local woman-owned businesses will be here selling from 
selling from our lobby. So it's going to be a really, really cooperative style event. And so I'm really, I'm really excited for that one. Hey, Josie, I got a question about the driving events. You said there's, um, I think they're every Friday and there's 10 people in each group. What, what all do you guys accomplish there? I've seen it on social media, but I wasn't quite sure what it is. And maybe other people have that question too. Sure. Well, the goal behind dedicating programs to be entirely women was to encourage the women that might have been a little bit intimidated to show up, you know, in a in a co-ed class. Um, and I, the only reason that I sort of clocked that desire was because when I first started at Dirtfish, I was working at the front desk and we would get in calls from women booking for their boyfriends or husbands or brothers or whatever. And I would always say, well, why don't you come drive too? You know, <laughs> there's a spot open. And so often the response I would get was, well, I don't want to be slower than all the men, or I don't want to be the slowest one there or whatever it is, somehow comparing themselves or feeling fear because of the men that were going to be present or being the only woman. And so we really wanted to just intentionally create a space where there's no, there's, there's nothing daunting happening. Um, it's a, it's a safe community um, of like-minded women that that want to get into the sport and that might not have had a welcoming place to do so yet. So that's that's really been the thinking um, behind dedicating them, d- dedicating these classes to being all women. And they're our, they are our classic one-day program. So from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., they are in the car all day. Yeah, that's a great program. And like you said, in more of a kind of not only a comfortable environment, but also um, get to meet people that you know, or like-minded, like you said, you know, cause we do exist that like, uh, you know, women that like motorsports, but you don't always see that out in the community. Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe you two can speak to this as well in the, there's this sense of, especially when you start looking at the competition side of motorsport, even if it's, you know, even if it's starting at a local rally cross, there is sort of this like collective fear that a lot of women have taken on in being afraid to enter the race or being afraid to compete out of the fear of sort of confirming the stereotype that women aren't fast or that women aren't good drivers or can't be successful racers. I know that for me, that was a huge mental hurdle that I had to overcome before my first, even just my first local rally cross of like, but I don't want to be the slow female driver, you know? I think we carry a lot of weight uh, for sure. I totally agree with that because when, when you come across uh, a male driver who's slow, and there are plenty, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's that driver that's slow. But when you come across a female driver that's that's slow or still learning, um, it's like all women are slow. It's mm. like you represent your entire gender somehow. Yeah. Totally. I agree with that, unfortunately. And it's not just in rallying. I see it in lots of other motorsports. I'm a motorsport nut, so I kind of follow everything. <laughs> so Formula One, NASCAR, IndyCar, drag racing, you name it. Uh, and if I had an opportunity, I'd drive it. But um, I see that in other in other forms of motorsports, too. It, it's like, oh, if, the, if, if a guy and a girl both crash out of a race, they talk about it in a very different way. And that's the kind of things that I see. I don't, I haven't, I've been knock on wood lucky to, to not feel, I've never had an issue where I feel like it was because of my gender, you know, somebody singled me out or did something because I was a girl. Um, but I will say I've seen a lot of things, especially in social media about 
just, you know, women in general. And I, I don't think, you know, we're quite there to be treated equal yet. Yeah, at the uh, FIA conference last year, they had a representative from the International Olympic Committee speak on that. She was, I think, the diversity, equity and diversity uh, director for the IOC. And she said that uh, her presentation spoke about language and how much of a difference that makes and how you mm-hmm. how you speak in the media about women's sports versus men's sports and mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh training out there i think and, and education that that could be done in in motorsport media and other sports media to really remind people how much that matters mm-hmm. so what do you guys think as far as getting more women into motorsports and and not just competing i think there's this this belief that you have to start as a competitor, whereas mm. every type of motorsports I can think of right now needs volunteers at the events or, you know, in, and so forth. And so I, I keep wondering, how do we get more women involved in motorsports at all levels? Yeah, I mean, I think like to to touch on something that Leanne brought up, um, media is a huge part of it, you know, in the sense of representation it feels like we don't see or read or hear about all that many women in motorsport. And then like I'm a writer for Dirtfish and my, my focus is that I'm writing articles about women in motorsport specifically. And as soon as I started looking for women to interview, I was like, Oh my God, there are so many, like there's so many women doing this, this stuff, doing this driving, or like you said, Karen, or volunteering or being a stage captain or, in any role of motorsport, there's women everywhere. And we just don't, we don't always necessarily get to see them, right? Like they're not represented in the media. So I think that that's a huge part of it is representation matters always. Um, It matters to be able to see people doing what you think you might want to get into or seeing them doing something that you know you want to get into. Um, So I think that's a huge part of it that I've, that I've noticed. Yeah. Growing role models. In, in the media so that you have examples of people that exactly that are, are doing what you want to do. And, and I think Josie setting up that safe space at Dirtfish for women to participate and get their feet wet in, in different roles and different ways of, of uh, participating in motorsport. I think that program is really exciting. Yeah. And I've seen other people in our sport, Uh, specifically doing some outside the box thinking, which I think will really help long-term, like partnering with the local Girl Scouts, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, STEM education and a lot of that type of things that, uh, you know, impact them while they're young. I I know also a bunch of teams that partner with their local elementary and high schools as well. So they'll bring their rally car there and, you know, talk about rally, of course, but, but other things too. And so, maybe there's a component of it that we got to kind of get to them when they're young as well and get them excited and show Mm -hmm. them that you can do it also. Cause I, one regret I have is that I didn't get into motorsports younger. I I just didn't know anybody that raced anything. You know, I came from a small town in Northern California and I didn't know anybody that raced anything except like running. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, if I had started, you know, younger, who knows what I could have accomplished even you know, uh, compared to today. So that's the one thing I really wish, you know, I'd had more visibility to it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the narrative behind everything, right? Like it doesn't have to be specific to motorsport at all. I was chatting with, with Holly McRae a few months ago and she told, you know, she's now a primary school teacher. And she told me this story that she took her students to the local like transport museum and there was a rally car there. And so she sort of started to talk about, you know, her experience with rally and one of her young female students uh, approached her at the end of the trip and said, oh, but rallies just for boys, right? That that example is is in relation to, to rally. But what she did that was really cool is she went through every single trip every single job that was present in that, in that transport museum. And she told them that there was a woman doing every single job. And I think that's, again, like we have to show that that's a possibility when you're really, really young. Mm-hmm. And I think our sanctioning bodies, <clears throat> not just rally, um, not singling you know us out, but I see it in road racing as well. And I'm sure it's probably at all levels is, is getting our sanctioning bodies to, to also kind of, shed light on those stories and those, you know, uh, people out there that, uh, aren't just, you know, the, the top team and, and telling the stories, you know, including, uh, diversity and women. So Leanne, um, you do a lot with the FIA WIM group. And I think that that, you know, from a long-term and big picture, you know, standpoint really makes a difference in that. Can you talk a little bit about kind of your role your goals and how it's impacted even just Canadian motorsports? For sure. So it, it is nice that as part of the, the Women in Motorsport Commission with the FAA, they, as a global organization, they have a bunch of um, grant programs and a bunch of um, women in motorsport specific programs um, that if you're a member country in the U.S. and Canada are both member countries of the FIA, um, you, that we have access to all this information and all these programs and this grant funding um, so that in our own country, we can we can try to make use of that and, and grow the sport. And um, so there's kind of, I guess you could distill the Women in Motorsport Commission down to two really big goals. And one is, of course, to increase the participation of women in motorsport. And then second is to raise the level of competition. And so all their programs kind of feed up into those two goals. And so for increasing participation, they have some initiatives to increase grassroots participation, because of course, that's where we all start. And that even means like the indoor Part track in in cities, you know, in the UK they have a, kind of a very beginner level membership system for parents and their kids uh, who want to just try uh, and go to an indoor kart track and try racing that way, or auto slaloms, or things that you know wouldn't you wouldn't normally think of as as a pathway to motorsport necessarily. And so promoting that the very very grassroots, very inexpensive. Um, motorsports uh, as a way in uh, and things that parents and kids can do together is is a really big initiative. And then all the various education programs that the, the FIA is kind of trying to do that some, something very similar to what Josie's talking about is promote different jobs in motorsport, whether it's media jobs or engineering or team managers or medical teams or, you know, volunteers and officials. There's, there's all these different jobs in motorsport that most of us who get into it 
or are kind of out on the periphery wondering about motorsport when we're younger have no idea these jobs exist. Like there's entire career paths that we could be following that we don't even know are out there. So, you know, educating the public on that. And then um, networking is a big aspect uh, of, of increasing participation. So there's, uh, I don't know if you have, have show notes, Mike, but we can put a link or, or I can send you a link to the FAA website. They have a, a careers in motorsport booklet and they've picked out a woman in a bunch of different roles to be a representative for that job. So for example, a woman in engineering or a woman driver or a woman co-driver or, or team manager, and they've each one of them has put their personal contact information in the uh, careers booklet because they want kids uh, and young women to be able to have a role model to actually contact if they're interested in pursuing that path. And and uh, and then to raise the level of competition, of course, the FIA has a whole bunch of detection programs, sponsorship programs. So like that's really the two big big things that I want to promote in Canada as well. And my counterpart in the U S is Lynn St. James. She's a, a former Indian cart driver and she's doing a lot of the same work on your side of the border. And so, yeah, as a, as this global organization, we're all kind of trying to do these things. And, and so it's really great to see uh, organizations like Dirtfish that are putting together these programs and really supporting those same goals. And just to interject, yes, I can uh, definitely, I'll be adding some show notes. So I'll do that on the website link as well as uh, for the podcast side. Yeah, that'd be great. And Leanne, I think that mentorship is huge. You know, it's um, it's something that we talk a lot about, you know, just in general, you know, mentoring others. But, you know, for people to know who to contact or how to contact somebody or, or what have you, all three of you probably have the same as me. You know, you get uh, people that reach out on social media, but not everybody's really big into social media. So having other avenues that they can find us and pick our brains and help them and, and so forth, or just even be able to ask questions. Cause I think that's a great point. There's so many other, you know, jobs and motorsports that sometimes people don't realize that you can make a career, you know, of being a motorsport mechanic or mm-hmm. marketing, or, you know, there's so many different facets in motorsports you know, that, that you can do, um, that the sky's the limit. But if you don't always see people that look like you, you think, okay, well, that's just other people then. For sure. And I just, I just found out this week in one of my meetings that in Australia, they have a program. And if, uh, if a young girl goes through this program and shows an interest in a particular area, they match her with a mentor and that mentor agrees to spend, um, four hours basically with each, you know, with this girl helping her just, just chatting, you know, and answering whichever questions she wanted, she wants. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting idea to kind of have a little library of, of potential mentors um, so that when we find young girls who have these questions about motorsport, we can, we can kind of match them with someone who, who has been there and done that and can, can help mentor them. Well, maybe that's a dirt fish idea. You guys have an incredible website and obviously you cover motorsports from around the world. So that might be a great opportunity, you know, in the future. Yeah, I love that. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of bringing value, you know, and 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 helping people, you know, think outside the box, think, think of things that they 
would have never dreamed of, you know. Um, speaking of dirtfish, do you guys keep any stats as far as, you know, gender when booking classes? And has that changed much? Because I, I know you've done those um, women-only classes, not just for mm -hmm. this month. I've seen them in the past. Yeah. So we do have, you know, rough numbers. Of course, it's always skewed because they're often based on who is booking the class. However, I mean, it's something ridiculous, like 88% of our of the people that walk through our doors is men, right? I think that what Dirtfish has been really great in, in you know, sort of looking at now and, and reconsidering is we have to edit the whole process. We need from, from start to finish, we can't just put out a statement that says, hey, we welcome women here. <laughs> you know, we need to, first of all, you know, uh, walk the talk a little bit. But also, we need to be providing resources from the moment you click on our website. Um, and so that's why we're building our Women in Motorsport tab on our website. That's why we're building building up a, an archive of all of these articles about women in motorsport, you know, occupying different different roles so that if a young girl clicks into our website, she can easily find that, easily read about women. Maybe that will encourage her to want to take a class, you know, a few years later. So then we need to make the whole experience here female friendly. It can't just be, okay, we got you here. Now what? Right? Like, and one of the incredible things about, about our, our instructors here at Dirtfish is that they teach from where you are. They teach based on ability and on experience. And that is it. I have never, ever once felt ridiculed or belittled or like they somehow think that I'm not, I don't have the ability to be as successful. I have never once felt that here. So it's also about encouraging that. It's about encouraging the narrative and the, like someone said earlier, the vocabulary that we use, we don't have to change our language. We don't have to change the, the, the the procedure because it's a woman you know um you're here to drive and that's what you're here to do but it's also about providing resources we're going through the details of building up a scholarship fund um for young women here at dirtfish it's also about having representation in the lobby and having you know rather than only having posters of the guys racing having posters of the women racing too so yeah that's that's a big part of of how we're trying to up our numbers of, of women com coming through our doors. Yeah, I think that's super smart, especially having awareness. I mean, that's the first part. Mm -hmm. I will say through various rally schools and programs and things that I've been a part of, uh, I have never actually felt <clears throat> any different being a woman. Uh, and I haven't ever noticed any of the programs treating me any different. Mm -hmm. Having said that, <clears throat> I've also done uh, a bunch of road racing schools and things. And I have experienced some mm. of that <clears throat> and I'll say that it doesn't feel super great. Um, but you know, for me, it makes me just more motivated to, you know, kick butt. Um, so I guess they have to be <laughs> yeah. careful, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> there still is that, you know, unfortunately some of the, the, that feeling out there. So dirt fish and, and I'm sure other places as well, you know, just having that awareness. And then, like you said, for you guys focusing on the content and walking the walk, I think is, is huge. Uh, Leanne, I know you've been in the sport as long or longer than I have, as far as rally and motorsports. So how do you think just this whole environment has looked now compared to when you started, you know, has it changed much as far as, is there less women, more women, uh, do you think, you know, uh, 
any of that has changed or is it about the same? Um, you know, I would say I, I started when Natalie Richard was co-driving for Subaru Canada and she was at the top of her game and, and kind of, it was a, it was a good time to get into it because the, the top woman in Canada and North America, uh, I think she won a few, she's, I don't know, she's won everything. So right. it was, it was a great time to be, uh, to be getting in because I had a role model who was at the very top and winning everything all the time. Uh, but that said, yeah, I think um, over the last 20 years, with with the exception of Natalie, I think more women are involved, but also at a higher level. Just seems like the the, the status of women competing has has gone up. You know, it's there's there's you, Karen. There's there's so many women and and Rhiannon, and there's there's just I see more and more women competing at higher levels um, than I did before. I think. Which is which is great to see. That's exactly that's exactly what um, the Women in Motorsport Commission wants to see, right? There's they want to see um, not just more women, but you know we need women at at the top. We need women who are who are as fast and on the podium, and and we're we're certainly seeing that in in rally. Yeah, hopefully in in other. Well, we're, we're starting to see that now in in karting. And uh, and the other road racing sports, so it's it's changing slowly. <laughs> yeah, you want to be able. Yeah, you want to. The path is an important point, though, because it's one thing to get people into it, you know, but it's another thing to show a path. And I think mm-hmm. motorsports in general in the U.S. has had a little bit of struggle, you know, uh, especially rally. You know, rally is I call it our best kept secret. It's it's. <laughs> Nobody knows about it, but once you do, you're addicted, you know, um, and everybody kind of goes through the, all the same processes once they get into it of why doesn't more people know about it? Why isn't it on TV? Why isn't there tons of sponsorship? Why aren't there millionaires, you know, uh, you know, sponsorship deals? Why isn't there all these things? And, and, uh, those of us have been in a while, we kind of know a lot of those answers, but, but there's not as much of a path, you know? And I think that, especially like you're talking about Leanne, just path to, to, better rides, faster rides and so forth. That's, that's really super important, you know, cause I know since I've been involved, it seems like there's peaks and troughs. There's, there's been times where it seems like there were more women, uh, because there were more women drivers. I don't know that there's necessarily been a huge fluctuation of women co-drivers and rallying in the U S I think there's just, there's always a lot of us, but I think when it comes to drivers and team owners, you know, that's the part that's really ebbed and flowed that I've seen anyway, since I've been involved. Now, I don't have the answers on the why, uh, but I know as a team owner myself, it's it's darn hard, you know, um, some of it's sponsorship. And that's a whole different piece. I don't know that we talk enough about, you know, how do we market ourselves, you know, and, and how do we do that maybe with a different twist or spin or ideas or different companies uh, because even when I do see women, you know, in, in the top levels of our sports, I don't see a lot of women products, you know, or products that are marketed towards women on race cars. Um, and that's something that I'm, you know, very interested in figuring out why, you know, like Dove. Okay. So has anybody seen Dove on a race car in the U S maybe they, they exist, but I can't think of a single woman in motorsports that record, you know, that, uh, you would think is 
synonymous with, you know, uh, a female brand. Um, mm-hmm. So there's, there's things like that, that I think is definitely a challenge. Um, and there is this uh, elephant in the room as well. And unfortunately I've been told this by sponsors uh, more than once. Well, you're just going to have children and quit racing anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I was on mute. You couldn't hear my giant gasp there. Oh, yeah. Jeez. And and I have seen many women in motorsports talk about that. Yeah. And, you know, I think Shea Holbrook, uh, who does a lot of road racing, has been a, a great example of, you know, yes, she's she has a family. She has a husband. Um, she's has her own team. She, her, her kids are at the racetrack with her. So, you know, I think that I don't know how to get over that hurdle in people's minds, but you're seeing more and more women team owners and women drivers kind of push past that objection. Yeah. I think that's a really important point to bring up Karen. Um, and, and, and now I'm sitting here thinking about your comment about not seeing products, um, as, as sponsors that are, that tend to have a a female audience. And I'm, I'm thinking about the way that like, at least for me personally, I've, I've found that as I get sort of deeper into the motorsport world as a woman in motorsport, I almost find myself sort of being at war with the stereotypically feminine stuff, you know? So whether that's product or, or even the conversation of having a family, children, whatever, whatever it is, it almost feels like in order to be a valid woman in the motorsport community, you sort of have to forego a lot of the feminine, the classically feminine items that might be a part of your life naturally. And so I think that's an interesting dichotomy too. Yeah, it's it's interesting you bring up that point. So I'm racing with a team this season in, um, in the ARA National Championship that has a, a very cool retro 80s hot pink purple uh, livery. And at the first event, everybody came to me and said, boy, your car looks really great. <laughs> and I said, it's actually his car. Oh, you did the design. Nope. I had nothing to do with it. With it. It's his design. And then they look, look at me all perplexed. And I yeah. did get that question multiple times at Snowdrift, which is interesting. On the flip side, I will say I'm guilty of, um, I'm not a big pink, purple Mm-mm. I never have been, and I'm not going to just, you know, do that just to, to do it. You know, if it's a color I'm really passionate about, then that's the color I'm going to go with. But I absolutely hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm, I'm not a fan of the pink either. And the other interesting thing is like, if you look in, when I, when I started all my research on this woman in motorsport stuff, a lot of it is, is pink (laughs) and that's okay. But yeah, I know what you mean, Karen. And then and then there's almost this sense of like the feeling the need to refute that stuff. Yeah, that you're too much of a girl or you're not a badass because you're a girl or right. something weird. There, there's a bunch. I just had this conversation with some other racers a few weeks ago. I, we didn't come up with any answers, but it, it's something that it, it's not just rally. It's just motorsports right. in general. I'm not sure how you exactly right. you deal with that. And there's nothing wrong with you embracing mm-hmm. pink or purple either because i've heard that on the flip side of course yeah, yeah it's it's that like very very subtle societal belief that things that are typically considered feminine are less desirable or 
you know, like it's, there's like a very underlying societal impression of what, Mm -hmm. what those things mean that we just need to get past. It's right. And, and that's why we all struggle with it. I, I did not gravitate towards anything feminine growing up because obviously very young, I learned that girly things were uncool. And, and so you kind of end up as a girl, as a young girl growing up, either positioning yourself on the, on the sort of tomboy side of things or on the, the feminine side of things. And like, that's ridiculous. We, we, but we all need to just break out of that dichotomy and it's okay to race cars and do sporty things and, and also be sparkly. And like, it's, it doesn't, it's, or if you don't want it, if you just want to, you know, if you want your car to be matte, matte black and you want to be, have a very like, you know, typically stereotypically masculine looking race car or, or a, a fuchsia pink one, like who cares? This does not matter. <laughs> like <laughs> it's okay to be both and like yeah. wear your earrings under your helmet or don't, or, you know, it's like just weird that we just exist. I, yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting that even, you know, from all different parts of the world, um, we all have grown up struggling with this and we all are having the same conversation about, well, you know, it's okay to like pink and it's okay to do these things, but we don't do these things. It's, it's, I just find it really interesting. And we just, if we, if we, it needs to be not a thing <laughs> and I don't know how to make that. So, but I wish it wasn't. What do you guys think of the W series? Because I know uh, I've followed it quite a bit since it started. And I know that's one of the things that they're trying to do. Actually, a lot of the things we're talking about, provide a path uh, for women in motorsports, help women get more visibility in good cars on competitive racetracks so they can attract sponsorship because that seems to be number one Mm -hmm. most difficult part. Um, have you guys followed the W series and what do you guys think about it? One thing maybe I'll say, um, because the women in motorsport commission did kind of take an official position on this, just as a side note, I should say Michelle Mouton has been the, the chair of the women in motorsport commission for the last nine years. We actually did just, she just stepped down to spend more time with her grandkids and our new, uh, commission chair is, um, is, uh, Deborah Mayer. And so she started the Iron Dames um, racing team. And uh, I just wanted to clarify that because I know I said earlier that, that Michelle Mouton was the chair and she was until until December. But but in in the past, she had uh, been asked what her kind of official position was on on the W, C, w series because we weren't you know, we all kind of are, are curious about whether that's a good idea or not as well. And and. Uh, Michelle's position was that she prefers that it's not that the the genders are not split for for racing series and so it only works if it is um, feeding into other motorsport like if you if you use the W series as a stepping stone and you're kind of really it, it, and it's effective in getting women into other motorsports, then it works. But unless you are really building that, that stepping stone into your business plan, 
then it's just segregation. Yeah. I've been feeling pretty similarly about it, Leanne. And I also, I think, I mean, listen, we're doing all women's events here, right? And I think that events and trainings, I think that that can be a really safe way for women to enter the sport. But I agree. I think that one of the most beautiful parts of rally is that it, everyone's competing on, on the same footing, right? I mean, yeah, you can have different cars, blah, 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 but there's no, there's no women's class. There's no men's class. And so you're offered this really rare opportunity to compete against people because they're the best, not because of a gender class that you're in. And there's um, so few sports in the world that yeah. are, are gender mixed like that. We're already so many leaps further ahead towards yeah. gender equality in motorsport. And sailing is one of the other few sports where yeah. genders are mixed. And, you know, imagine trying to create gender equality in like football or baseball. Like they, they've <laughs> right, got a much right. longer road. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah exactly. that's a really magical thing about motorsport. Yeah. And, and I will say when I first was aware of it and heard of it. I was like basically the same as you, Leanne. Um, but I have seen like Jamie Chadwick is one person that comes to mind that, that, you know, was in the W, w series and now is a test driver in formula one. So I think maybe it's also helping those folks that needed that path where I agree, you know, um, I'd like to see us all racing on the, you know, on the same place and the same cars and, you know, and all of that, because, it's really hard. We're already dealing with so many different beliefs and stereotypes that if you have a series of just one gender, I think it feeds into it possibly a little bit more, but I, I think they've been able to show success. And so I'm trying to keep an open mind as well, that if mm -hmm. it gets people what they need, especially in open wheel racing, it's so dang expensive and you see people like Pippa Mann, who's so talented, and there's a bunch of them, uh, you know, drivers that uh, like Pippa that, you know, just need some some decent sponsorship deals and just not able to, to get that. And so that, to me, seems like, um, you know, a big challenge out there. Yeah. And getting that sponsorship is such a challenge. I mean, in, in so many ways that we've touched on already, but it's almost like they're there are one or two scripts that exist for women seeking sponsorship in the motorsport world. And often it it's, it's very belittling or objectifying in a lot of ways. So that sort of opens that whole can of worms too. Yeah. Especially since sponsorship is, seems to have, you know, changed and it's definitely morphed mm -hmm. over the last few years. You know, it's not about a sticker on a car or, you know, a logo on a, on a uniform, you know, on a, on a, driving suit. It's, it's none of those things really anymore. It's about selling a product and, and being an ambassador for that product and, and, and so forth. And so it definitely has changed and morphed and being able to get actually money from companies is more tied to helping them, you know, with awareness or visibility or whatever their goals are selling product than it is just, you know, being on a car. And I think that we could, the problem, the blessing and the curse about this topic is that we could talk about it for hours and hours. And I know that we're getting um, a little bit long on time. Yeah, I wanted to yeah be just conscious of everybody's time because I know we're doing this uh, on some of our lunch hours. <laughs> Man, this is such great conversation. One thing actually I wanted to, I guess, talk about, and maybe one of you guys can, can mention as well, is just kind of stories that you've run into with uh having some influence 
on someone or hearing from someone else. I I have a personal story where I remember working at the uh, Portland International Auto Show and we had uh, Steve Greer's classic legacy out there, Super Legacy, which is done up in the McRae livery. I'm, I'm sure you have all seen it. And he's got this really unique water intercooler on it that was only done on the on the JDM, which is accurate to what Colin was running. Yeah, I think it's a 92 Super Legacy, something like that, back when he, you know, his earliest days in, uh, in doing rallying in, in the WRC. And this car had this, you know, special water-cooled uh, intercooler thing on it and whatnot. Well, what was striking to me is we have a uh, Subaru training facility out in Gresham. And this young girl, she couldn't have been more than 20, um, they're walking around, you know, the auto show, and she comes up to this car all excited because she knew this motor. She knew that intercooler uh, and whatnot. And she's spouting off facts and things like that, making my head spin. And to see a young woman that excited, just to see a car like that, that got to me. Yeah, I think, you know, it's... um it's the legacy that we leave. Right. So like Leanne talking about Natalie, you know, I, I remember when Natalie started, um, you know, co-driving in the U S and I was doing team management and met her and thought, okay, well, you know, she's badass and this is pretty cool and I want to try it. And, and she was always, and still is, you know, very open and, and, um, you know, uh, give you advice and so forth. And, and that's why I try to pay it forward every single day that I can. Anybody that asks me any question or needs any help, and obviously it's not gender specific, but it's, I think, so, so important to, you know, to try to help people along the way. Yeah, definitely. Do any of you have stories of uh, people that, that you know of that, you know, have from your influence and whatnot, uh, you know, that, that you've seen that, uh, you know, get get excited and, and just certain moments that you remember, like, yeah, th- this has made a difference. Well, we recently had a woman come in. Actually, she came in for the All Women's Day and she um, actually she's 72 now and she used to race rally when she was young. And it was a really challenging environment, as we can, you know, I mean, as we can all imagine. And she got back in the car And it all came rushing back to her. I mean, she hasn't driven a rally car since the 60s. And it all just came flooding back. And she made a comment at the end of the day. She said, I haven't felt this empowered in a really long time. So I think that that's, I mean, that's what sport, any sport can do for for anyone, right? Um, And so the other wonderful thing is that rally is, is something that is available for anyone in the sense of age, gender, race whatever. Um, so that one was really powerful for me, the power of her relationship to rally. Yeah, that's a cool story. It's always fun to see people that you've mentored and, and I've mentored then get into the sport, you know, later on. So whether they're currently volunteering and trying to figure out a path to get into the sport, which is probably the most common for me right now, lots of, um, lots of people that, uh, you know, we always suggest, hey, you know, you don't need to to have a race car to get involved in motorsports. There's all these other things you can do. And especially in rally is volunteering at your local event is a great way to network, meet people, learn about the sport and um, and so forth. So I, I, you know, I'm fortunate to have a lot of mentoring opportunities, you know, over the last few years, just, you know, through that. And, and then people you know, women getting into either co-driving or driving. 
So I, I think that's been uh, very rewarding for me. Right. Well, uh, I, I think just kind of to, to wrap things up here, I, I wanted to just one, throw one last thing out there. And how, how can I, as a man, and the rest of us men out there, you know, help with this? Because I, I understand you guys talked earlier about kind of that struggle about, you know, some of the femininity, you know, and the, and the, the, the dichotomy that we have here. And I know that I just try and see you all as drivers, co-drivers, you know, and whatnot when I'm interviewing and things like that. But you are also women, but I try not to like overly focus that you're women. But at the same time, we want to, <laughs> you know, it's that same struggle, right? We want to highlight that you're women that are involved. But I also, with that equality thing, you don't want to make it overly stated. So how, how can we do better, us in the media, the, you know, the, the public as a whole, when it comes to helping get rid of these uh, gender biases? Maybe, maybe I can jump in and add just a, an anecdote. Um, I did, I've spent most of my career co-driving, but I did do one event as a driver um, when I was, uh, I had spent some time as an instructor at the Team O'Neill Rally School. And as part of your instructor training, you, you take their, their rally school uh, once or twice. And once I had done that, I thought, well, I should apply these the, you know, I want to, I want to keep my skills fresh. So I, I borrowed a rally car and I entered as a driver and, um, and I was coming into the finish of, of a stage. I had just gone through the stop control and I was just going to park and, and wait for the next stage. And, uh, and I heard as I was driving in, uh, to park someone in the background and I don't know who it was, uh, yell out, look out woman driver coming through. And, uh, I mean, I've been in the sport a long time and, and you kind of develop a, a, a thick, whatever. I just, I know everybody well enough that it was, was just one of those moments of like benevolent sexism, like not trying to be a jerk, just thinking they were funny. And, and but if I was someone who was new to the sport, that would be a very, uh, unwelcoming experience, just making me feel like I didn't belong there. And so I would encourage um, our male allies to call out those moments and um, as a good strategy, highlight accomplishments and skills. So when you hear things that, you know, if someone says, oh, she crashed out of that stage, you know, or, or you know, someone makes a comment on, on a, about a female driver and it, it kind of sounds like it's applicable to the entire gender <laughs> being slow or, or whatever, then um, we need all of our allies to highlight accomplishments and skills. For example, um, yeah, but up to that point, um, she was taking 30 seconds a stage off the first time through. Or, you know, like they were, she was, she was however many seconds a mile faster this time through than the previous time through that's, that's a huge leap forward in, in, in a single event or, you know, just, just change the conversation to, to really highlight the, the things that you can and, and draw focus away from um, gender and towards skills and, you know, things that, that are not uh, gender specific. Yeah, I agree with that. A hundred percent. I'll just add that um, words matter and awareness matters. So like Leanne said, if you hear something like that, you know, uh, being aware, but being um, 
you know, calling it out as well, being courageous and calling it out. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily want anybody in the media singling me out because I was the best finishing woman, woman in the, in the event. Um, I just want, like Leanne said, you know, more from a stat standpoint and, um, you know, accomplishments and, and things like that. So, um, I know it's a little tricky though, um, <laughs> as far as, you know, especially for a guy, you know, of what do you say and not say, but maybe just asking the questions that you did, Mike, is a big one as well. Cause a lot of people, they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, also, like I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was just going to say that it's it's really powerful uh, when, um, you know, a, a man in the rally community or, or motorsport community in general, um, when they share their platform um, and and use their followership uh, to to highlight the experiences of other people. And the way that you are doing today, Mike, by like stepping back and letting the people who have experienced it um, speak from their own perspectives, I think that that's that's a, a really powerful thing to do as well. Well, thank you. Wow, that, there's so much that's come out of this, uh, you know, short hour that we've had together. Uh, I guess what I want to leave off with for right now is, if you can tell us just, Josie, real quick, kind of in closing, what, what the goals are coming out of this Women in Motorsports Month. Is this going to be an annual thing you plan on doing from now on uh, or more often throughout the year, especially the, the, the special, like, the events for women? Yeah, you know, even Karen yeah. said this happened before of having the specific Women's Days. Are we going to have even more of those throughout the year and things like that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, what was incredible was the response to the the driving days. We were going to have one and then it filled up in 20 minutes. So then we put another one up. It filled up in 20 minutes, you know, so obviously awesome. and then there were four and they've all been full. So the response is, is incredible. And, and what it tells us is that this is needed, uh, that, that there's an audience for it, that people want it and that they'll show up for it. So. Yeah, the goal coming out of this month, this summit will be an annual event. We're planning on working our all-female driving days into, you know, building it into our normal schedule and having it be some level of consistent. So whether that's once a month or once every six weeks or whatever it is, we will have an an all-woman driving class. But the big goal for the March 10th event is representation, is, you know, to get people out here and see see and meet and talk to the women that are that are doing this stuff that are that are participating in this sport and maybe that will inspire some more women to to get into it well i think it's awesome and uh thank you josie and dirtfish uh thank you karen jakowski for coming on and for you you leanne janilla all of you are huge inspirations to our sport as a whole but especially to women and girls, um, I, you know, just seeing you out there, us talking about you, you know, you're all success stories and uh, we want to see more of that. Yeah. Big, big thanks, Josie, for what you're spearheading at Dirtfish. I know that it'll make a huge difference and uh, excited to see the other things you have planned for the future yeah, and well, excited to so be on the for... panel. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier, but just in case I didn't, I want to reiterate that this event is open to all genders, all ages, and admission is completely free. So um, I just wanted to plug that real quick in case I forgot. But yeah, Karen will be there. I'll be there. (laughs) It'll be really fun. And this is online as well as uh, being at the facility, right? Yes, we are. We do. We will have a virtual option for the panel event. Um, So that's from 2 to 3 p.m. Seattle time. 
Um, and then all of this information, if anyone wants it, is at dirtfish.com slash women's dash month. Um, but maybe, Mike, we can put this in the notes as well. Will do. Perfect. Thanks for having me on the panel. Um, and uh, any any young girls uh, or women you hear of uh, from Canada who are looking for mentorship, just send them my way. We want to get into motorsport. It's awesome. We'll be happy to do so. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, everyone. And wishing you more success. Thanks, Thanks Mike, for putting so this much, together. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. what i hate big bulky underperforming batteries lighten your load with performance battery from melee design firm they have time-tested solutions for your race car rally car or even your daily commuter make sure you check us out at meleedesignfirm.com a proud sponsor of the open paddock Rallycast since 2020 you know this is such an important topic and i'm impressed with what josie and dirtfish have uh, put together for the women's month I'm always happy to acknowledge the women that are in our sport or any form of motorsports, and I'll just continue to strive to improve how I present their achievements. And remember, go to dirtfish.com forward slash women's dash month for more information. Thanks again to our supporters, Oz Rally Pro and Melee Design Firm. And if you'd like to help us out and you like what we're doing here at the Rallycast, you can go to our website, openpaddock.net, and click on the donate button. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and our sound engineer is Derek Johnson-Love. You can always show us some love by giving us a like, a follow, or a good rating on whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast. Thanks for listening. Do they dare to be against you? I mean, once you started to drive well, they couldn't say anything, presumably. Yes, they start to say that my, my engine was not, uh, was too much power or something like that in the beginning. But I mean, now on the top uh, level, uh, you know, still I don't know if they accept it completely, but still they have to, because mm. if I am in front, they have to stay behind. <laughs> this is the only problem. But I'm sure forever they will never accept it, really. Mm.